Hello and welcome. This is Lara Penfold with Creating a Greater Perspective. And today I welcome Tyler Slade, who is a wellbeing advisor and is going to join us today for some interesting conversations. So hello, Tyler. Good morning, Lara. Lovely to see you, mate. How are you doing? You all right? Good. Yeah, I'm good. Just looking at the squirrels, as we were mentioning before. <laughs> I love, do love a squirrel. Do love, do a, love squirrel. a squirrel. My dog loves a squirrel even more than me. <laughs> Um, so today, well, the aim of our podcast for 2023 is all about exploring some of the big questions. And I want to give the listeners some tips and helpful ways to develop themselves into the people that they really want to be. And to do that, we need to make changes in our lives because if we really want to be the people, if we really want to live the life we want to live, then we have to almost become the best version of ourselves in order to make those changes and to make our dreams a reality. So, you know, we have, we've all got dreams for ourselves and we have to sometimes change our lifestyles, our jobs, and sometimes our attitudes um, to really try and get the best out of what we're doing and I know I've found it difficult making changes um, in my life and when you want to make a change when you recognize that change it's important that you take some steps forward in order to make a conscious effort um, to make that change. Now Tyler, I know that you work with clients regularly, so you're a well-being advisor, and I know that your clients they like that they come to you because they want to make change. Um, and so, really, when a client comes to you and they're saying like, "I want to make a change about this or about that," what is one of the first steps that you take with a client to help them on that road to change? Mm. Uh, so I guess first of all just to give a bit of context is in terms of uh, the kind of clients that will come to us um, or myself in our service that I currently work in but generally um, they are looking to make change around typically around their lifestyle right so it's lifestyle changes um, and it could be they'll, they'll probably have a headliner um, so it would be something probably around uh, weight management so that'll be weight gain or weight loss or it could be you know improving their physical activity it could be trying to kick a habit like smoking or alcohol something like that so there's there's always it's important to kind of uh, i suppose to in to, to mention that i'm fortunate right now that people will have something they already know that they kind of what it is they want to change um however i think the underbelly of that is the more interesting and arguably the, the root of what how they're going to change that because most people generally know what they should and shouldn't do um you know i don't i people we don't i don't want to insult people's intelligence people know um that they only get one body one go at this um and people kind of generally know what's not good for them and what is good for them so but i guess your question is the first thing is i guess really um it's to engage with that person um it's to listen to that person um, 
and coming in at it from without any kind of judgment is very important um you know trying to be very very neutral um and hold that kind of empathy and compassion for that person because it's quite easy to kind of go oh you just just don't don't eat that and do this but it's it's it's, it's there's more to it than that i think we all realize that um so it's it's really just to to, to let them have a space um give them the space listen to them um and it ultimately if i'm working with someone and they're looking to change something um they've obviously built the courage up uh to to make an make an appointment in this case you know no one's pushed them through the door um no one's dragged them along or told them they have no choice they have a choice it's up to them um interestingly when you start to listen to why they're there it might actually be because the gp said or their wife said or whoever someone has kind of said you really got to sort this out um but it's kind of trying to take their take on it so listening what, what do they actually feel about this though what's their opinion on this are they okay like what, what you know so giving people the space because it's about building up that trust ultimately if, if someone's going to work with me or, or going to change anything themselves and they're using someone uh to talk to unless if they haven't got trust with that person and feel relaxed with that person nothing changes so this big part of it is engagement and yeah. it's repeat and it's repeating that a Definitely. few times <laughs> i think it's such a, a massive thing to sometimes admit or even recognize that there is something in your life that you want to change and going to somebody and saying that you you want to make that change you know if you go to the doctor or something and actually you're wanting some help with something you know that you know the doctor you know gps as as wonderful as they are they've only got very limited time for you it you know they see thousands of patients and they don't have the time to build up that rapport and build up that trust. You know, I know that when I go to the doctors, I'll see probably a, do a different doctor every time. And so I know that, you know, I've actually only really got a five, maybe 10 minute slot if it's got something yeah. quite, quite serious. And you're only allowed to talk about one thing at a time. Yeah. And I think from, I suppose, from a well-being point of view, I don't know if you sort of work sort of quite holistically because yeah sometimes you you talk you go in there talking about one thing and actually it opens the door for so many other things actually you might go there for your weight but actually it, it's it's something else and it's something else and it, it's something else and it just unravels and like you say if you if you've got that trust with somebody yeah that is 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 a brilliant that is that first key to opening it that it is and i guess the other thing to probably mention on there as well however is to it's very important to um manage people's expectations i think um from the get-go and we all have to have boundaries um you know and i'll be very very honest with anyone who sits in front of me and talks to me and it's interesting what you say about obviously gps and what have you and their, their objective is different essentially they are there to prescribe they're there to prescribe medication if, if that's required um in terms of a kind of lifestyle or deeper you know deeper rooted things that that person's trying to change that's not really what they're there for that's where they will signpost to somebody or 
you know, people might give them a resource or whatever, or a tool to kind of look at. And I guess we are, as a service, what I do right now and what I'm leading into is, is I guess, essentially, I'm uh, I'm a human resource. That sounds horrendous. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's, um, it's important, though, to manage that person's expectations and set those boundaries. And I'll be very, very honest with them. And, you know, I'm, I'm not medically trained as such. You know, I can I can perform, I can take blood uh, blood and blood pressure and things because I deliver cholesterol checks and stuff like that. Um, but I'm not going to be there to prescribe them anything. And I'm not a qualified um, psychiatrist. Um, you know, I, I have skills and I've got qualifications in various ch- um, behaviour change, which we'll probably talk about and stuff. But it's making making that person know exactly what this is because um, uh, it's important to do that. And, and more often than not, that has to be said of quite a few times. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I, I want to make that, give that person that, that, that trust and that safe environment, but I also want them to be, um, to know, uh, to manage their own expectations and the expectations of what this is, what, what we're doing here. Um, I guess leading on to once we, you know, once you've, because the first stage, as I say, is that engagement piece. And, and that can take some time sometimes with people. And that's okay because, majority of change comes from the engagement um the tools and the and the and the, and the resources and things are kind of they come later once once you've built built that kind of uh response mechanism between two people and they're talking about things and ultimately what you're trying to do with that person is for them to open up um it's to really kind of go well you want to lose weight but why yeah what is and that I, about and i suppose in like in my first podcast um, my turning point. I spoke about having a, a moment in my life mm. where I realised things needed to change, and mm. I just couldn't go on repeating that cycle. Um, and I was very aware of it that that cycle kept coming back, even though I tried to make changes. Yeah. I it kept. Oh, this has happened again. Yeah. And it was like, right, I'll try and change something else. Oh, it's happened again. Yeah. And I suppose in your experience, do client? Do you find that clients? have their sort of turning point in life in order to find the motivation or justify their reasons in order to make change um it really does depend but i guess just uh, going back one step what you're talking about there is again and that's that that kind of cycle which you're talking about where you're trying something and it's kind of not working and you go around and there's some kind of science behind that um there's a very interesting thing that anybody can look up called the cycle of change which is essentially some uh, research taken from people who have kind of, uh, ultimately it actually does stem from addictive behavior. So someone who's, you know, uh, addicted to food or alcohol or, or whatever it might be. Um, but there's, there's, this, there's this cycle of change that ultimately, and you can apply this to pretty much anything. So if someone is thinking about changing something in their life, um, they go through a cycle of that. And if you can imagine this kind of wheel, um, uh, the first part of the change cycle is, that uh, sounds obvious, but you've got, you've got to be thinking about what it is that you want to change. Because if, if you're not thinking about it, then it just goes. Um, so it sounds obvious, but the first thing you've got to do is think, but you can't just think about a change and expect it to happen. Because you can't think, think your way out of a problem, I'm afraid. Um, and we have lots of thoughts, right? You know, the average human, I think 70,000 thoughts a day or what have you. Uh, it's kind of the average, I think, I've read somewhere, 70,000 thoughts a day. And again, leading off to a tangent here, but you look at about 70 to 80% of those thoughts are all negative because that's why we're wired, negatively biased. But coming back to the cycle of change, as you think about it, and then once you've thought about something, you've got to think about 
um, a plan. What am I going to do about this? And normally that that act is talking to someone about it um, or, or signing up to something, you know, going, okay, I want to do, I want to make a change. What, what do I do? What's my plan? Once you have that plan, then you've actually got to implement the plan. So you've got to try it. So we're making our way around the circle now. Um, it's all well, all very well having a plan and talking to someone, but unless you actually action it, it's kind of useless because you're not doing anything with it. So you try something and then you get to the top part of the, of the cycle where it's the, the maintenance part. So you've got to keep doing this now. Um, and again, I'm sure we've done delve in and out of these areas at some point during this conversation, but then you get that maintenance part. But there's an equally as important part of the cycle, which kind of concludes the cycle of change, which comes next after maintenance. Um, and I ask, I, I use this as a kind of uh, method with a lot of clients to try and understand where they are right now in this cycle of change. Um, and they've normally come through this cycle quite a few times because that last section, which is equally as important as all the others, is what you're referring to. Is the it not working? Is the relapse, um, whatever you want to call it. It's absolutely influential. And I know it's a bit of a cliche because everyone goes, you've got to fail to succeed and da 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 But it's absolutely true. Because the only way that you work out how something works for you is by working out what doesn't work for you. Yeah. And, so people, and so people hit this relapse area. And at that point, again, you've got a choice. You've got a choice all the way through here, but you've got a choice there whether to go, sod it, I'm not doing it anymore. Forget it. It's not the time. And that's, listen, that's absolutely fine. But don't expect anything to change if you come out of the cycle. Or the other option is to keep thinking about it. So then you go around again and you go, right, okay, I'll think about it. Why did that happen? Did I have an injury? Did something happen in my family? Did I, was there something, something quite big happen? Okay, was that within my control, that thing? Or was it out of my control? And again, that's another conversation. But then you go around again, you go, okay, well, I'll try this again. And then you try it and then you keep it up and then something else happens. And then <laughs> again, so you're going round and round this cycle. But the important part of the thing to, to note about this is the more that you proceed, the closer you get to change. Yeah. because you're learning all the time you're learning about things that work and that don't work and a lot of people do the same thing and they're getting the same results yes so sometimes you've got to change it hang on if i'm doing the same thing and I'm, it's still not working maybe you need to do something else yeah definitely. maybe you need to try something else because this is bold statement here <laughs> life this is an experiment lara we're all in an experiment here Oh, uh, see, the, now we know. The great, we, we were an experiment, but the great thing about this experiment is that we are the scientists of our own experiment. You're the scientist of yours, I'm the scientist of mine. This is my experiment. But what happens when you do an experiment and something doesn't work? As a scientist, you wouldn't go, okay, I'll throw it all out the window, start again. No. You tweak, you have a look, you go, okay, well, I'll move that out, put that in, I'll try that, see what that does. And you go on, you go on, you go on, you go on. And arguably, this, the end of the experiment is we're no longer here. So there's never like, I think, and again, this is again maybe con controversial, but there's never the, the winning formula because there's always something's going to happen <laughs> that's going to knock you off. Right? I think people find, think they are going to find the winning formula think, or they have the winning formula. Yeah. And it's like that winning formula might work for you, but yeah. it's not going to work. 
and, and, everyone. And, again, and, and ultimately, things happen in life that are out of your control that will come to test you. And again, I get that resilience piece. And I'm sure, again, we'll go into these conversations about those kind of tools and those things that you can have in place that can, once you get knocked a little bit, can you bring, can you get yourself back into a better place? Yes, of course you can. Um, but you're going to, you're going to have to do it. There is suffering. That sounds, that sounds horrible, but there is, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. and there is hardship and everything like that. Um, but yeah, it's understanding, um, again, getting them to understand why they're doing this ultimately, because whatever you do, there has to be like an intrinsic reason. So, and we, I'm sure we'll talk about motivation, we'll come into that again, and I have my view, opinions and views on that, but um, it's that intrinsic reason. So why, what, what, why do you want things to change? What is that about? And people have got to search that, and that's that can be quite raw. And again, we can it, 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 there's lots of things to talk about this. And I'm not an expert on this, but a lot at all, really. But um, you know, a lot of the things that are unbellies is something that's happened again in childhood, yeah. in childhood, or there's been something that's occurred in their life that's give that's knocked them a little bit off off kilter somewhere, or, yeah. they're, deal or they're dealing with something in their life that isn't, isn't they're not content with, they're not satisfied with, whatever that might be. So, um, yeah. I think you get to like a point, don't you, where you're just like, you're willing to just take it. And then you get to a point where actually you're like, do you know what, I'm not gonna put up with this anymore. It's, I can, I can see, maybe people see that there is an alternative or maybe they don't even know there's an alternative or maybe they don't even know that there's something that they could do differently. Yeah. And we keep sometimes going through those cycles until, like I say, we see someone else do it, yeah. or we find out that there is an alternative way of doing something, that's when it sort of clicks mm. to sort of say, right, actually, there could be opportunity for change here. Absolutely, and I think this is why, where I think you're, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna blow your trumpet a little bit here. This is, where, this is where I think that this is wonderful and very, you're very intelligent with what you're creating because you're, you're talking about here as a different perspective. Yeah. You're talking about looking at something in a different, from a different point of view. And it's hard sometimes when you have only ever looked at something from one angle. Um, and there is many, many angles to everything. Yeah. Um, uh, and everybody has different opinions and everyone has a different look at stuff. And sometimes we, it, it, it's good to be curious. I think that's a really big part of this as well, is it, people have got to have curiosity. They've got to drop some of their things that they probably hold on to, you know, talk about ego and things like that, but they've got to have curiosity. Um, coming kind of back around to your question, um, it, it does depend, I think, in terms of when um, clients have a turning point or find the, the need to, to do something different. Um, it, it could have been, it could be someone else could notice it. Like it could be because of a test result. It could be because uh, they're having a hard time uh, with their spouse or whatever, or whatever. A GP could have said something. Um, it, there could have been an accident. There could have been a warning sign um, in some kind of degree, either physically or mentally. Um, and, and that's quite often the case when someone feels like they want to change something it's because something's happened. And, I'm, I'm interested in preventative work. I'm interested in preventing things from going even further spiraling out of control. Um, again, you can't prevent certain acts happening in life. You have to realize that. Um, 
but you can always have an influence on things that happen to you, either if it's in your control or out of your control. And there's a really interesting, my one of my old mentors uh, who she, uh, she, she used to say this to us about using this uh, acronym, people love acronyms, don't they? Um, CIA, which is an easy one to remember because you just think about the CIA in America and it's not the CIA in America. <laughs> but the C, the, the C stands for um, control. So with anything that's happening in your life, try and identify if it's within your control or it's out of your control. And you can you can pretty much, you can identify that. Um, as hard as it may be, something like a lifestyle of like what you eat or who you hang out with or whatever, um, no one's forcing you to do that for the most part. Again, there could be some other circumstances there, of course, but generally it's your choice. So, but things that are out of your control, if you have an accident or someone, someone near you gets unwell or COVID happens or whatever, these things are out of our control. So the C is control. So identifying this thing is my, in my control or not. The I is influence. So we're all influenced as human beings. <laughs> Uh, make no made two ways about that. We're influenced by the environment around us. Um, we're influenced by media. We're influenced by others. We compare ourselves to people. So we're constantly influenced by things. But we also do have an influence. So the other perspective of this is the thing that I can or can't control, it's influencing me here. But I also have an influence too. I can always do something differently about this if I wanted to. So the I is the influence part. And the A is acceptance so again with some things um and again it's it's again a, a, a topic which is i mean it's a minefield and i and, and i really empathize with people who are going through this bit something like grief um there's an acceptance there that that person is no longer here and again incredibly challenging time but with, with things, you have to, to look at something and sometimes you have to accept it um, for what it is. And that will be the case forever. But with a lot of things, arguably, what's wonderful about acceptance is accepting for now. So adding that for now on the end changes this whole thing. So I have to accept for now that I've got a problem with food. I have to accept for now that I'm not liking my job. I have to accept for now that this relationship is, is really tra challenging. For now. Yeah. Right? It doesn't always have to be like that. And that's it's important. Yeah. It's <laughs> interesting important. when you're, you're talking about those three things, control, influence and acceptance. Mm. I think when, and you were talking about sort of having the different perspectives earlier, mm. you know, when you're really struggling to try and stay in control, and you're struggling with who is influencing you yes you know and you're struggling with acceptance you know it feels almost physically it feels very heavy absolutely and i know that for me when i've changed my perspective on something or i've seen it from a different angle it is almost like a physical release that absolutely. happens mm. you know i remember and this was quite a long time ago i was really at a point in my life where i was like i can't get control of my life you know i can't control the things that i wanted to and what i had to do was take a step back and i was like do you know what? i just can't control anything 
and I took a step back and when I stopped trying to control everything I actually then felt more in control than I ever did. Because that's the acceptance piece. You've, yeah. influ you've influenced this situation. You've had an influence by going, right, I'm going to step back and you've accepted. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's, that's exactly what you've done. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> yeah. even know it. <laughs> well, there you go. You're part of the, you're part of the CIA now. Laura. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, in, in it's, in, in listen, this stuff is easier said than done. Yeah, you know, we can we can sit here and we can kind of talk about these things, but I totally appreciate something like this. It's just it's just too it's just too difficult. And the truth of the matter is, it is difficult. And I heard this quote from someone which I really resonates with me. And again, this is it, again it can be kind of a bit um, controversial, but you know, the easiest thing to do is nothing. The easiest thing to do is just carry on. Just whatever, just yeah. whatever. It just it is what it is, right? That's easy. That is an easy thing to do. But you, because of that, you're, you're doing that. You're having a hard life because of it. Things that you're you're having a hard life physically, mentally, both. Um, you're down, whatever. So you're having a, a a hard life for doing nothing, taking the easy option by just going, oh, what is what it is. Yeah. Right? Um, or you start doing something that's a little bit hard. And again, this this is what by by what you explained just there, you could have said, well, that was the easy option, just kind of accepting it. No, because it was hard for you to let go, to kind of go. Uh, that's a hard thing to do. Go, no, no, no. I've got to just let all this baggage go. That's a hard thing to. It's not easy to do that. Yeah. So you take a harder, a harder, do something that's a little bit harder. And if you do that, arguably, you're going to start to have an easier life because of it. It doesn't happen straight away. But again, that that hard thing can, can can go right across the spectrum from again cliche of getting failing, um, of getting uncomfortable to get comfy. All these different phrases that we're we're hearing a lot of now, and it's quite on trend now, which is great, you know, to to, to hear that people are kind of talking. And if, I guess it depends where you put your intention or your energy. But there is there's a lot to be said about that, and I think that's quite an interesting thing as well to, to think about because again it, it it wasn't easy for that person to turn up and talk to me today yeah and they're like, and they're like yeah well i need to get no 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 because the easiest thing for you to do to have done is not that would have been easier don't come today don't listen to the gp don't listen to your wife whatever that's easy but you're having a hard life so you've already done something hard yeah definitely you see what i mean yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah. And, I, and i suppose over like the years there's been there's been times when I have been, I would say, super motivated and almost like buzzing to make changes yeah, because yeah. I've recognised and I've sort of seen someone else do it or I've <clears> seen <throat> this great ad and I've gone, you know, it's almost like, you know, those Nike commercials that you have and it just makes you want to get up and do something <laughs> or you watch yeah. a Rocky film and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah be absolutely. really fit and, and all this. You're being influenced. Yeah, yeah and you're being influenced. And you're yeah. just like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to eat all the right food. I'm going to be active. I'm going to make good decisions. Yeah. I'm going to be yeah. creative and, and everything. And then that happens for a the couple of days bubble bursts. <laughs> and then you sort of like oh this is uh, oh. oh i'm a bit tired yeah. oh this is this has happened and all of a sudden it, it sort of unwinds and you mm. all this sort of good intention that you had sort of so, suddenly sort of goes a little bit more and you know and i know that you yourself have made 
lots of changes in your own lifestyle mm. and you've invested in your personal develop in your personal development and you practice that yeah. so how do how do you personally sustain change when i know for me motivation only lasts so long so i'm going to predict that probably happens for a lot of other people and maybe yourself as well yeah so there's there's lots of there's lots of things on this this is great i love this conversation so um i guess coming back to what we talked about at the top um yeah. actually about um building like an engagement part and we talked about kind of the, the acceptance and all these different things i think a running theme through this and i'll come to what your question is here about maintaining things and sustaining things etc but one of the big things um to look at is the expectations you hold on yourself mm-hmm. because um we're all impatient creatures <laughs> us humans we don't want to wait like, just do it now what do i take what do i do and again i we we spoke a little bit and i'm not going to speak badly about the very fortunate position we're in in this country with something like the nhs which is wonderful it's brilliant um what can happen with that with a lot of mindset though with that is the accountability of taking doing something and just taking something that will sort it all out tell me what to do take that sorted and i'm not saying that medication and those things don't work because they do for a obviously in a wonderful and the science is unbelievable however you can't just rely on that mm-hmm. you've got to have other things in your toolkit right but the expectation in terms of this is so people have an expectation of doing something you know new years is a typical one, resolutions and all that and again i'm not saying they don't work for people because they do and, and um, going on to a, a diet program or an exercise program or getting certain uh, support and help and all these different things but again there's a few strands to this but ultimately the expectation is up here we're like right okay I've got to get sorry I was going to swear then you told me not to swear and I held back my tongue so uh, we've got to get my stuff together right so we, 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 we expectation blah, 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 blah. now what happens is life right some, type, some days and it's back to coming to your point now but some days we, we won't be up for it we won't we won't feel well physically or mentally we work with something will happen and if we slip if we drop under the expectation that we've built for ourselves and we drop underneath it then the self-doubt creeps in the willpower drops and what normally happens i knew this wasn't going to work i can't do this and then you start to know stuff and you go off this kind of oh god it's really hard to get yourself back up to this point again so what i say to a lot of clients when i meet them is lower your expectations again a bit controversial but meet them before trying to exceed them all the time because this is pretty high people are like come on you've got to give 100 let's go 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 bullshit no one can do 100 all the time Lara. it's absolutely impossible yeah and people really underestimate and this is about the sustainability part is people really underestimate the one percent and again i'm nicking this from somewhere right i've read lots of different things and i've listened to lots of different people with some great resources and books and things out there but essentially the one percent theoretically if you want to look at it if you do if you look at your every day and say right every day i'm going to be one percent better today at this certain thing that i'm trying to do one percent not a big deal tiny little little thing just one percent if you improve yourself by one percent each day this time next year, that thing that you've looked to improve is almost 40% better. 
it's consistent, sustainable. Because it, and it's easier. <laughs> it's not to say you can't start leveling up, Lara. You know, yeah. you can't, it's not to say you can't start raising the bar because you naturally will and you naturally want to. But just be cautious. Meet before trying to exceed, yeah, with your expectations. This is the motivation part. So forget it. <laughs> this one. <laughs> well, no, seriously, because motivate well there's different types of motivation first of all I mean, let's get that very clear there's there's intrinsic motivation so really intrinsically in deep inside is your why you know it could be that you want to live longer for your kids or whatever it might be or you know that real intrinsic reason that, that, that we talked about at the top the real why are you doing this for the real reason deep down and then there's motivation which is the the feeling on the surface, the emotion, but generally, you know, like feeling happy or feeling uh, sad or, you know, upset or whatever. They're all these different emotions. Motivation is is a feeling, is doing something when you feel like doing it, right? So, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. That's motivation. Yeah, you've got that feeling today. Yeah, yeah, go, 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 great. And, but the reality is you don't always have that feeling, just like you don't always feel sad, hopefully. And you don't feel, always feel on top of your game, whatever. So motivation is doing something when you feel like doing it, right? But we don't always yeah. feel like doing it because we're human. Um, so where the sustainability comes in is the expectation, but also again, and this word sometimes take out of context, but is the discipline. Um, discipline is doing something regardless of how you feel because of how you know it will make you feel after doing it or during it or whatever. Yeah, I think to, I think discipline is a great word to sort of bring into that that time of change because you know, like I say, we know we can all feel motivated, but actually if we don't become disciplined in what it is that we're really aiming for, we're never going to achieve the goals that we want to. The interesting, arguably, the interesting part of this is that you can cultivate your own um, motivation. You can, you can, you can create it, just like you can create feeling happy, arguably, or sad. For example, if you feel like, <laughs> go and watch a really sad movie, and you'll probably end up crying. Yeah, you'll go, oh God, you, you, you know, so it, you, you know, it's the influence part again. Um, you know, spend some time with, with people that you really love, uh, like and go and watch a comedy, you'll end up laughing probably, hopefully. So you, you can you can kind of put the things in place to to, to help aid this, this feeling that you're after. The thing is with motivation is, um, when we talk about discipline, is it's kind of like reverse engineering. Um, and this is a little bit of CBT, so cognitive behavioural therapy, which, uh, again, I'm not top of the tree on that, but I've got some, some qualification in that. So, because <laughs> often people go, go, right, okay, feel motivated, I'm up for it today, right? Then you do something, right, get, get something done, and then you feel like a reward from it. Like, great, glad I did that, feel better for that, right? And that's an interesting, it's interesting, because I will come to the reward again in a minute, but, so people are like, feel up for it, do something, get a reward from it. Actually, it's a bit of reverse engineering. The first thing you have to do um, is not fill up for it, is to take action. Do something, regardless of how you feel, so the discipline part. So just, just do something, 
you know. And again, manage your expectation of what it is you do. And it can change. Yeah. If you normally go out and do, I don't know, exercise for half an hour and you can't be bothered to do that, bring meet your expectations, go out for 10 minutes, five minutes, whatever. But do something. Nothing changes if nothing changes. And again, you have to take an action. That could be talking to somebody, that could be writing something down, whatever. Again, we're coming to all that. But take an action. Once you've done an action, ultimately, your brain will go, I'm glad I did that. So the reward is, is, is happening. And once you feel that, then you get a bit more drive. So the motivation comes at the end. <laughs> right, okay. That's it, that's then, really interesting. And then you repeat, and you repeat. And the action, so setting yourself goals is very important. We set goals every day, Lara. We've already, you've already done lots today. That's what we do as a human. You've woken up, goal to wake up today, brush your teeth, have something to, to eat, get changed. They're all goals, mini ones. Do, 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 do. So, we have to we have to set these these one percent do this thing da, 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 da. and again there's lots of tools and lots of techniques that you can start to bring in that can raise the game and all this kind of stuff but ultimately take an action no matter how small it is get something done feel something from it oh okay now i'm now i feel better for example the, the, the drive is happening at the end yeah, yeah. and there's a, a very famous talk from a someone in the military in America talking about why the discipline that people have in the armed forces with, you know, getting their kit ready or doing, making their bed in the morning, you know. Um, and we all have those little things. Again, hopefully, most people brush their teeth in the morning and in the <laughs> evening. That is, that, is a, that is a very small act to do for a long-term gain. And this is the bit we're jumping into now about this gratification part of doing something. But, but what I mean by that is that you don't have to brush your teeth all day long to have good teeth, right? You brush them for a minute, two minutes in the morning, two minutes at the end, at the end of the day. And, and you do that because you prevent your teeth from getting bad. And you do it forever. It doesn't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you don't do that once or twice, no big deal. They're not going to fall out. But if you consistently not do them, then you're going to be in problems probably. Then you're probably going to have to go to the dentist and spend money and have whatever else. By um, by, by kind of doing something essentially that you don't, you're not up for doing um, and doing it anyway, you kind of, you're changing the dial. You're reprogramming that algorithm that it isn't that you can do something different. Don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, hang on a second. You're rejecting the algorithm now, but you're starting to manipulate and making your own one in terms of the way you think. Because ultimately what we want to be is more positive, right? <laughs> That's the ideal, right? Is to not look at everything and go, oh. but the reality of it is there are going to be some sad things. There are going to be some things that are negative. But ultimately, again, without sounding too deep, um, it's everything there is, again, you could uh, think about people like Bob Proctor, right? There's a, there's a there's a there's an opposite to everything. Where there's a north, there's a south. Where there's a good, there's a bad. There's a positive, there's a negative. You get to choose which one you want to invest your energy into. I was going to ask about some of the practices and strategies and stuff that you use in your own personal development, because I know that you do some quite great stuff. 
and I'd love to hear about the things that you do. How did you start on that road of, like like I said earlier, we don't we don't just suddenly become doing so many things. That's again, that's we're failing our expectations if we yeah. give ourselves too much to do, totally. and we have we have to start somewhere. We do, and I guess so. There's a couple of things there, isn't there? So it's where where did this kind of journey and again, we loved saying that when we were in this in this line of work, this journey. But it is it is a journey because your life is a journey. Essentially, it's an experiment or journey, however however you want to put put it. But um, so it's where did that start, and also kind of what what I do uh, at the moment, what helps me, etc. Is what your your question yeah. there. I, I guess I've um, I can I, I can identify a, a very crappy time in in my life personally um and i kind of had to blow my lid for me to kind of realize where where i was with stuff you know and again i, I i'm i it's lots of people have had way way more um traumas and, and life uh, uh incidences and things than this um but it's it was it was kind of within myself you know i was um we just got a house uh, I was in a mortgage, oh, you know, um, my missus wasn't working at the time, uh, just had a one-year-old, uh, two-year-old I think he was, and, you know, another one expected. I was in a job that I just dreaded getting up for. You know, yeah, we've all been there, um, you know, so, Christ, Monday night dreads, you know, Monday blues, oh my God. And, and I was, it just happened for a while, but I was ignoring it because I needed to, I needed to earn money, I needed to stay with this job. and I didn't have much else going on, you know, I didn't have any credentials, I, what else have I done, I, didn't, I haven't got any qualifications, and I kind of blagged where I'm at as it is anyway, so you need to keep hold of this. But it got to a point where it was just, it was just too much, and I, and I blew out, I went a, a couple of days of just complete blowout, and um, and went, went AWOL, and had very, very sad thoughts and dark thoughts at that, that, those times, and kind of planned how I'd take my own life, and all those kind of things, and it was it was a call for help really yeah. for myself it's like right i'm just gonna get absolutely wasted and i'm gonna do i would i need i needed i needed people to recognize that i'm not happy with this shit, basically anyway thankfully um uh i've got people that you know i've got i've got amazing brothers and family and, and people around me and it was kind of like okay just stop like don't do that job anymore and i say like, i can't and they say just don't just knock it all off and then to you know again fortunate position that we could have some some help financially and that's another big thing that's something that i carry with and that could be it for another time but money's a big one um financially for me still i feel fine a very challenging thing to, to deal with um for many many reasons but so yeah and then and then so i kind of like okay and i, I kind of got i got some help um uh, went through gp and and what have you and started to think right okay well how can i do things differently and i started to I've always been fairly fit in the terms of playing football and running stuff, but I started to ramp that up a little bit and found that that really helps as an outlet and stuff like that with physical activity, which is, you know, proven methods. Um, and then I got another job and I was doing all right with that. Not really still what I, my calling, if you like, what I wanted to do, but I just did it. And I was in it for about a year and then I kind of got out of the blue, I got kind of, uh, it stopped all of a sudden, I got, again, Talk about it too much detail but basically got completely like we're gonna get rid of you like, what, do you what do you mean like why like it came out of blue really really weird um and at that point i was like oh my god like again like what what am i gonna do 
And it was really kind of like at that point, again, I'm very fortunate. I've, you know, I'm, I've been with my wife, she reminds me. Uh, I've been with my wife, we, we met, we kind of been together about 20 years now. And we've been married now for 12, but we got before that. Um, she was like, you know, just just don't do this stuff anymore. What is it you really want to do? And it's like, oh, what do you mean, what do I really want to do? I want to be a footballer, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna play in the Premier League, you know, like, you know, good 30s, like, yeah, be realistic. And, and I had to really dig, dig deep. And I was thinking, what, what am I good at? Like, what do I do? What, what is it that I do? Um, what do I want? And I always, when I was younger, I, was, I did some TV, so, and I really liked that. And that was what I thought I was gonna do. And that didn't work out in my early to late teens, early 20s. Um, but it was kind of, what was that though? What was I doing? What did I like about that? And I was like, what I, what I liked about that is communicating with people, listening to people, you know, doing something different. Um, trying to help people if they could, having to listen to what people have got to say. I was like, I might be something in that. Maybe I'll be a TV presenter again. So, but it was kind of like, I, I always thought I want to help people. And then I thought, right, okay, well, the charities, et cetera, et cetera. And fortunately, one of the um, people that we're in the NCT group with, we've stayed friends with, she worked in um, uh, public health and she was like, you should have a look at something that you like authority, da 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 da. Cut a long story short, probably a short story that's been blagging on. Um, but five years down the line, I'm now doing this job. And I didn't come to this with, um, I came to this with curiosity. That's your point. I come to this with, like, this is gonna, I'm, I'm interested, what can I learn? I get to go and help people, brilliant. You know, I can sit with people. I have to need to do 25% admin. Yes, please. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I get to be out in the community. I get to help people with the being, feeling better about themselves. And I think it helped because I'd been in a dark place. I think that's very, very resonant with this. And again, I can empathize with people. I can have compassion because I'm not that I know everyone's got different stories, but I can feel that, you know, when you just want to do something differently and change because that's what I did. Um, and so it was, that was kind of where my, my I started. And then I guess in terms of the practices, I've adopted a lot as I've gone on over the last couple of years. I think the hand was forced a little bit, and again, it's very typical, but with COVID, um, it was like suddenly I can't use to go to the gym, etc. So what am I gonna do? And I started to go, right, I'm, where can I find time? Because people have, I haven't got enough time to do this, I've got time. So I was like, right, I'll get up earlier. You know, and it's not for everybody, but I was like, well, I'm gonna get up early because I can get out to the back of the garden and I can do a little workout and I, and, and I, and I, and I, and I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do, I'll go and jump in the sea, you know, what are you doing, like, it's six in the morning, like, just, just <laughs> and I was kind of like, well, actually, I've, I've seen some other people do it and I, I'll, I'll start with cold showers and stuff and I've, I've read up on a lot of these, these bits and pieces and seen obviously it's very trendy now it's coming on trend for people to get cold as people in the media um it's getting quite hyped and there's a reason for that though Lara because it works for a lot of people yeah and I, and I often put it into the bracket it's alternative but there's lots of alternative therapies and you've got to find what works for you but there's some getting to the the meat of this now is that what I found that works for me, but interestingly it's found for lots of other people, but interesting is also a lot of science now being backed up about this. Very much, yeah. once upon a time when people were talking about physical activity, it was very hard to put that into a, into a guideline. And so we're talking about, you know, going in terms of the, the nice guide or the public health or what have you, there's guidelines for lots of things, but in terms of physical activity, now can, they can now generalize this and say, do 150 minutes a week, 20 minutes, da, 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 because they can prove that it helps with this, this, and this, and this. 
Um, that's happening with lots of alternative therapies, which is really interesting. Breath, breath work and cold yeah. exposure. Lots of this stuff's happening under the surface. So anyway, I, I exposed myself to this stuff, but I didn't start by doing what I do now. My, yeah. my, my routine now is I've leveled up because I've been doing it for three, four years. It didn't start like that. Started once I did well, jump to the sea once on a Sunday. I used to go, used to like go. I right, go once a month on a Sunday, last Sunday of the month or something. And then I thought I really like this. I'm getting some of this. I'll go twice in a month, and then I'll go every Sunday. You know, I'll go every Sunday, and it, and it builds up, and you kind of yeah. you know, set my goal. Da, 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 da. Because and it and it wasn't that I was motivated. Trust me, and I still I still not motivated. Well, a lot of the mornings I'm like, what? I'm getting up, alarms going off. But I'm disciplined. Because yeah. I know that, again, for example, this morning, I've done my thing this morning and I feel brilliant for it. And why do I feel brilliant for it? Because of achievement, because I've put myself, got myself uncomfortable. Also from the science, I know you like this kind of stuff. Mm. The, the, the reaction of what's happening, what we get, and again, as humans, and again, I'm, I must be stressed, I'm not an absolute expert in this at all. I picked up knowledge and I'm doing, I'm, I'm walking the walk. I'm just not talking, I'm not just talking the talk. I'm actually doing this stuff so I can feel it from my own perspective, my own yeah. perspective. But we want dopamine is created. Essentially, that's the big one. That's the big chemical that a lot of people know. What was dopamine? Dopamine's created to the brain. It's, it's that feel good, it's that gratification part. And, and, and as humans, we want to feel gratis, gratified. We want to have gratification. Habits, you know, again, we are habitually uh, creatures of habit. Most people know that. But the habits come in, in in three parts, essentially, again, depending where you find your information from. But the, the first part is for a habit is having a cue. So, okay, um, I've woken up uh, in the morning. I've had my breakfast. Uh, that's a cue for me to now go and brush my teeth. Because and, and then the, and the middle part is the routine itself, the actual act. But the end end part of a habit is the reward. What am I getting from from brushing my teeth? What am I doing this for? Well, my breath and smell, and if I, I know that if I keep doing this, as we talked about before, my teeth are going to be okay. So there's my reward. A lot of the things that we do that we want gratification for, the dopamine hit, boom. We don't want to wait. We want that reward at the end straight away. So again, we can look at things like food and things like sex and gambling and out. we get instant gratification pretty much for all of those we don't have to wait long for that that habit cue pissed off uh, the routine have a drink reward comes pretty much straight away oh, yeah better. yeah so but with the cold as an example and with exercise you're creating dopamine from doing those things it's the same thing that's happening in but the gratification is prolonged so you have to be patient you're not going to get it straight away but it is going to come yeah okay and if you keep doing it then you recognize that you'll have it it will be created and it's obviously um, arguably a healthier thing to do than sit there in the morning and drink a pint but to get that to get that dopamine but we want to feel satisfied we want to feel a reward from what i'm doing what am i going in this cold for because i know it's how it's going to make me feel um, and also there's lots of different theories on this, but it's about, we're gonna get stress in our life and it causes a lot of people for a lot of people stress. But what we're doing by something like cold exposure or by exercise is you are purposely stressing your body. You're intentionally doing it. Because it ain't comfortable, but it's in a control, you're in control of the stress. 
as it's being thrown at you, you have gone, I'm going to stress myself. What, what are you stressing yourself for? Because it helps with these things like dopamine, creating that, that high and all those things. But also, it's the same, arguably, when stress comes, because it will, I'm not going to be able to stop it, but I'll have more valves to deal with it. Mm. I'll recognise it. I'll be able to keep my, arguably, and I notice this for myself, and it's just me, but I notice this when I go out and do my routines in the morning, I notice, because I journal, I journal, it's another thing, it's just to write down what's going on, you know, have intentions, all those kind of things, and we could talk about that, but I notice when, if I do these things, how I'm able to deal with stuff that crops up during the day, compared to when I don't do those things, and how I, it's, again, however, the danger of this is, is managing expectations that sometimes it ain't going to work out. Your kids could be unwell, or could have had a bad night, whatever. And the other big one, which I'm still working on, is, I'm going to swear here, so you have to get your bleep ready, <laughs> is let go. Drop it. It does not determine who you are for the rest of your life if you don't go out and jump in the sea this morning. Yeah. That's, my, that's my cat. <laughs> Um, she's like, yeah, I know. Um, drop it. Let it go. Let it go. But let it go. Be okay with it not happening today. Because I, I wasn't a danger of relying on it quite heavily. If it didn't happen and I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Oh my God, now I'm judging myself. It's almost like that fix, isn't it? It's like if yes. I haven't had my fix, it is. It is. then I'm going to crumble for the rest yes. of the day because yeah. I'm not going to be set up. I'm not going to be prepared. And... Absolutely. But there's also, what else can I do instead? What else is in my tool? Okay, I can't fit in going into the cold this morning or going for a run or gym or whatever it might be. But you know what I could do at some point? I could just sit still. I could look at the squirrels in the garden for 10 minutes. And that isn't arguably going to give me as much of the dopamine hit as that other stuff. But that doesn't matter. Because just let it go. It's okay. You'll get back to it when you can do it. It'll be okay. It's part of your roots. It's just like you fall. It's a lifestyle thing. Mm. It's, you can come in and out of it. Might get injured. Now I can't run. What am I going to do? And I've had that a few times as well. And it's, the judgment kicks. You're not going to be able to deal with the boys. What are you going to do if you can't go out for a run? Um, and that does haunt me a little bit. And I go, well, hang on a second. I have a word myself. Just be wise here. Let it go. Do something else. Give yourself some space because I think that's very, very important. People need to have find some space, but have different options, have different things. But arguably, as well, what we can all do is think of the fundamentals. And again, this isn't easy. This is easier said than done. But the fundamentals as a human being. Um, and I heard this on a podcast I think with Stephen Bartlett, and it's a good example of it. And he's talking about um, your body, your health as a table, you can get lots of things on the table, but if you take away the table, it's all on the floor. So you've got to look after this health of yours. And people are like, oh yeah, it'll be all right. Yeah, you can have that actually, but it, seriously, uh, you, you've got to, and the, the fundamentals to that, hydration. We've got, we, we, we've got to, we don't drink water as human beings. We can only last think three, four days without water. Hydrate yourself, get, get hydrated. Again, just, easier said than done to build like that but it all is is habit it's all it is so sleep is another one and a lot of people struggle with it i see so many clients right now when we're looking at that mapping that i talked about the key thing for them is i just can't get good enough sleep and the thing is they're looking for something how do i fix this straight away what do i take to fix my sleep 
Doesn't work like that. There's no magic wand here. You have to experiment. You have to try little things. You have to look at things. You have to tweak things. And you have to be patient. But it will get better. It will. It can get better. But it ain't going to happen overnight. Excuse the pun. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but they're fundamentals. Again, as a human being, unless it's a it's a sort it's a form of torture. It's a wonder why people think we have such a hard time when we bring our kids because we're all sleep deprived. We lose yeah. our pool and we go, oh my God, this is too much. And yeah, you're not. You're doing a really good job. You just haven't got enough sleep. Learning about this stuff, getting knowledge about this stuff is really important. I say to people, if you like, do you know actually how it works as a human to sleep? No, what do you mean? You just go to sleep at night. No, do you actually know how your human body clock works? Most people don't. Find out about it. You know, this, it's not it's not mumbo jumbo, it's fact. You're a human, it works in a certain way. So understand the knowledge, and there's loads of places you can get that from. Invest in understanding a little bit more. But the thing is, once you've got that understanding, unless you do something there, it's a bit pointless. Yeah. And I know that's- a, Action is yeah. so action, action is the thing. It's like, you can, you can read all you want. You can listen to every single podcast you want, read every single book, but if you don't do anything with that knowledge, what is the point? There was a great quote by Jim Rohn, who says, work more on yourself than you do on your job. And over the sort of years since I've heard that, it's, it's interesting because for me, I now work so much on myself. It only improves me in a work situation of course because I'm getting becoming a better problem solver. Yeah. I perform better, yeah. you know, I interact with people better. And so, and people who are working, and I think going back to that stress thing you were talking about, people can get addicted to that work stress and mm. things as well. Tyler, I could sit here and I could talk we, to you we could, absolutely we could. all day. And do you yeah. know what? I might have you on again because <laughs> I've loved the conversations that we've been having today. Yeah. Um, but before we go, can you tell us just a little bit about how people can connect with you? Yeah, again, I want to say thanks, Laurie. It's been, it's been great. And I guess it's, you know, you, as you said, we could we could talk about things all day long. And I think we haven't, we haven't, well, we kind of talked about, about your why at the beginning, your reason, but it's, it's, it's values, you know, think about what it is that you really uh, value in your life. But anyway, um, uh, sorry, yeah, the question was, <laughs> did people get hold of me? Uh, I guess um, I use Instagram predominantly because, uh, yeah, it's just an easier way. So if people want to check me out, then they can. Uh, it's just Tyler Slade Wellbeing um, handle on Instagram. Brilliant. Okay, well, thank you very much today, Tyler. And thank you everyone for listening. I will speak to you next time. But between now and then, take care.